The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with a lower second and third decks. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you and you shall come into the ark you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds according to their kinds, and of the ground according to its kind, two of every sort shall come in to you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and stored up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of heavens were opened, and rain fell upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. The flood continued 40 days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth. And the ark floated on the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. And all flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds, livestock, beasts, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth, and all mankind. Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those who were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. 
And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Creation, uncreation, new creation, orientation, disorientation, reorientation. These six words are a repeating process in the biblical narrative. A couple of weeks ago, we opened up the conversation around the idea of creation, which is our first point of orientation within the biblical narrative. We talked about how God brought order out of chaos and how through relationship community, we are oriented towards God, creation, and towards each other. This week, we're gonna continue the conversation about these six words, creation, uncreation, new creation, orientation, disorientation, and reorientation. The point of engaging this passage is to question the ways that we have read it in the past, the ways that we learned to read this passage. And we, we wanna do this together, opening up the possibility for new ways to see it, for new perspectives. The goal is not to try to convince anyone that the way they've seen it is wrong, but to open up the possibility of a new way to see it together. In order to create a big tent Christianity environment, we need to cultivate a safe space for this kind of conversation. This is part of the vision of FOS. This passage opens up with God lamenting about the corruption of God's good creation. Yahweh saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and every intention and thoughts in his heart were evil continually. And Yahweh regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. God responds to the violence of humanity, to the acts of uncreation done by humanity, to the disorientation of humanity with an act of violence, of uncreation, of disorientation of God's own. The flood is God's response to the brokenness, to the pain that God expresses, to the sadness that is seen in God's lament. We've all heard the saying, hurt people hurt people. And God actively sets about allowing the waters of chaos to reclaim the earth. The earth becomes once again formless and void. Throughout this narrative, you have God consistently repenting. God goes from blotting out all life to allowing life to survive. God goes from turning away from God's creation to remembering those who are on the ark. God goes from killing damn near everything on earth to swearing that he would never wipe out creation again. There is a realization in God's repentance, God's own act of uncreation, that it did nothing to change the condition of humanity's hearts. The story starts by saying, Yahweh saw the wickedness of man and it was great in the earth and every intention of his thoughts and heart were continually evil. And Yahweh regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his, to his heart. The story ends with God saying, I will never again curse the ground because of man for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time, harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Humanity's hearts 
do nothing to change the acts of uncreation. Here at the end of the flood, at the advent of creation coming forth from the ark, God issues the same command that was given in the Garden of Eden to humanity. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Out of the depths of chaos waters, God once again brings forth life. God once again issues the command to be fruitful. Only this time, God is fully aware of the brokenness that exists in the cosmos, in the world, while waters of chaos still exist. Out of chaos, God brings order. That order is fragile. The waters of chaos are barely held back as they slowly seep into the world, threatening to swallow God's creation whole. Creation, uncreation, seem to be this dance moving back and forth like dueling swordsmen. In this cultural moment happening around the world, we can see this play out. After the murder of George Floyd, we are seeing the effects of disorientation play out in front of us. In the same way when God saw evil and was compelled to act, in this story, in a destructive way, we see people responding to evil in the same manner. Pain can cause you to lash out at the world around you. The story of the flood is the story of God lashing out at creation because of pain. The scriptures say that God was grieved to his heart. But like this story that we read, God is moved to repent. Repentance is not a matter of right or wrong. It's a matter of opening the door to possibility that something new, something different can actually happen. In this story, repentance leaves the door open to a new future, to new possibilities, to a new world, to a new creation. Repentance precedes acts of new creation, acts of restoration, acts of reorientation, acts of new life. I think we are in a cultural moment where we are seeing lots of repentance actually take place. Repentance from violence, repentance from racism, repentance from oppression. And a lot of this repentance is meeting violent opposition. But I believe that the door is open for something new to happen in this moment. And that is the story of the flood, lament, repentance, and the possibility that something new can happen. Nope, I'm never saying that in my life. <laughs> I see the land and I will walk there with you and please protect me because I do not want to not get there. <laughs> please do not shoot me so I can join. I am not MLK. I am not Gandhi. I am not Moses. 